join me in a narrative journey through the music of Sergei Lyapunov, presented prosaically and obsessively Opus 1 to Opus 71. Opus 1 compositions for most composers tend to be fairly safe. Um, in musical terms, they often reflect the teacher's music or the influencer's music on the composer. The composer still doesn't quite have the courage to write their own music in most cases. Um, also, in publishing terms, um, because composers weren't known, they would release a, a short, small something to introduce themselves to performers, to listeners, and then people would know who they are, then they might get the big commission, the big symphony commission, string quartet commission, whatever. Um, verily, Lyapunov presents three short piano pieces in his Opus 1, uh, imagined to be titled Three Piano Pieces. However, um, Lyapunov does not fall into the the Grieg problem. For example, uh, Edvard Grieg, his Opus 1 sounds like a poor man's Schumann, um, Robert Schumann. Whereas Lyapunov, his Opus 1, uh, titled Three Short Pieces, is, is on the surface appears to be such a piece. However, uh, Lyapunov reveals himself to already be extremely um, mature and thoughtful as a composer and presents um, an extremely novel and interesting piece. It's very maturely put together as well. There's very few technical problems with the piece. It's, seems as if it's he started from the middle of his development um it therefore is is uh, worth listening to not just um uh for the sake of it uh piece one uh is an etude um the etude is rather like a flowing river um it's about setting up a texture and uh the melody bounces lightly off the top so the the flowing um, lines of the piano, the piano is effectively sort of doing that, like a C, and the melody is on the top, and the melody is not particularly strong, it doesn't have a strong rhythmic um, counter, it's not dum da dum da dum it doesn't have a strong rhythmic character to it, it just goes along and is carried by the river, so da 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 very smooth, um, so the point is, uh, is the river itself it's the flourish of the fast moving notes the melody is quite clear however um it just doesn't have a strong rhythmic character so the melody lightly dances on top of the texture already we also see lyapunov bypassing any attempt to be polite he's already being uh, rough and ready in the tent in the sense that um he's got wide leaps in his me me melody um and an intense virtuosity is not playing it safe. Um, the harmony is moving very fast. Um, I'm, it's In fact, the harmony is so complex, I'm not even going to bother to analyse it or present it to you. The point I would make about it is that, you know, this is Opus 1, and yet his harmony is already complicated. Um, it moves by extremely fast, so rather like the flowing of the river, the harmony is moving and changing, and the chords are moving and changing. The form of the piece is not important. It's really about creating one texture with a melody dancing on top. Um, in particular, it doesn't outstay its welcome. I mean, you could do this for for 
for a long time. The, the piece ends after about three minutes. The second piece is an intermezzo. Uh, the intermezzo uh, theme has a stronger rhythmic character. You can effectively you can hum it to yourself, where you just can't hum the the uh, etudes tune to yourself. Um, so rhythm becomes more important. Um, in terms of the harmony, again, it's it's advanced. So I won't, I won't say too much. Apart from the fact, there's quite a lot of uh, repeating pitches, which keeps it steady. So even though it's jumping around, the repeating pitches keep it steady. Um, so you you know where you are when it's jumping around. Um, in fact, the way that it jumps, moves, and shifts is also quite complex. This is very much not Opus One territory. So I keep saying that it's spinning out um in a complex manner but it's still clear it's clear where it's come from you know where you are you know it you can hear the the main theme it's being twisted and reshaped you can hear it all the way through so it's, it's clear uh in that sense um the central section of the intermezzo is a slower it's more nocturne like things are moving slower um but it's still they're still it's still virtuosic it's not it's not slow it's in, it's it's very much the Lyapunov knows that he's writing for piano, and a piano you can't have a long tune. As, the, as soon as you press the key, the the note starts to die away. Dun, dun. So he doesn't. If you if you hang around on a piano, your tune won't sound properly because the, because the piano can't do that. Whereas wind instruments, stringed instruments, your the voice can hold the note. Um, so. Still moving reasonably fast, but presenting itself slightly more simply, but with that flourish, again with a very clear melody over the top. Um, the most advanced part of all three pieces is a section that happens at the end of this, where uh, it was a link passage between the nocturne-like middle section and the uh, main tune. There's a passage, the passage where the nocturne and the main, the uh, central tune of the intermezzo mix together. So you hint at the beginning, you hint, change, shape, move through where the harmonies are uh, trying to go. Um, and you, so you mix the two, and you build up, build up, build up, and then you end up back with the uh, main theme. However, again, another um, example of a, advanced music is that when it does return, it doesn't return exactly the same. Um, it took composers like uh, Schumann, Robert Schumann, to really really take that idea forward to really when you rehash when the tune returns um it returns in a new context in a new way again this is opus one at the point i'm trying to make there this is opus one he's doing this complex stuff opus one he's not he's taking risks um and it works this is the most advanced section of the piece and then back to the when we get back to um bashing octaves and high ranges um again this is not polite this is the listian side uh side um a, an octave is very bashing and loud if you played a note a tune like that that's fine if you play it like that it bashes at you it's almost rude and impolite and the notes are really high the higher up you the higher up you go on the piano the less the tune you can hear the tune um so um the nice composers the polite composers didn't bother going too high you can't hear it you can't hear it properly he uh Lyapunov is ignoring that He's going out, he's going there. He went there. The last piece is called A Waltz. Uh, 
when I first looked at this piece, I looked at it in order to listen to it, I thought, oh, well, oh well, it is only an Opus 1. Again, I'm making that point that this is an unusual Opus 1, because the waltz is barely even a waltz. A waltz usually goes dum, 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 which is the most polite thing you could possibly imagine. Da, 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 dee, 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 dee. That's Johann Strauss. Uh, that's... Um, that's what waltzes should sound like. This doesn't really sound like that. You can barely hear the dum dum dum. I mean, it's in three, which is, I suppose, what waltz is. So it's close, but it's barely. Um, however, this is the most, this is almost a lightweight to end what the flourish of the first two pieces. They're quite extreme. This is slightly less extreme because it's still a waltz. Just. Um, so uh, it begins sounding like late Chopin. Um, the piece itself is much more section-wise. Um, there's an episode, and then another episode, and another episode. In that sense, you might call it a rondo variation. Um, a, in the olden days, Beethoven would write rondos. A rondo was the nice light way to end a, to end a piece. Um, a rondo has a main uh, main theme, and then an episode, and then the main bit returns, and then another unrelated episode. And this was the nice, light, easy way. You might have a slightly more complex variation. That way you have the main tune and then a, an episode, a different set of material, and then the main tune. And then you might develop this material here. And then when the first tune comes back, you might develop, and then the first one comes back. And so in a variations form, it's developing. When, it, when the main tune comes back, it develops. When the episodes occur, they might be developments of each other. They might be developments of the main theme itself. There's a complex interwebbing. But you can still see where the lines are. You know there's a section here and a section here and a section here. And it flows into each other because all the material is related. This is not a simple rondo and variations. This is not Beethoven style. Nice. Clara Schumann did it in her... Uh, can I mention? Nice, easy variation. This is not that. Um, again, it's, it's almost too complicated to analyse. So, um, so I, I will let you listen to it. Um, it's very important when you watch these videos that you listen to the music first. Um, the, the sound of it is far more important than any nonsense that I have to say. Um, always listen to the music before you read about it. The music is the most, that's the whole point. <laughs> okay, so Opus 1, a very mature, uh, interesting composition. It can stand on its own. It can exist in the world of, of, of piano music without having to be embarrassed. It advanced. Lyapunov is um jumps through the gates at top speed, really. Okay, I've been Edmund Bloxham. I will continue to be Edmund Bloxham. Uh, more videos will follow, including the um Vanessa Carlton pianism video. Um thank you for watching. I'm interested to hear your comments on the piece again. Uh listen to it first. Uh, write your comments if you like the content if you have suggestions for the content if you have any video ideas do please write in the comments i'll get back to you uh, please like and subscribe or don't <laughs>